like to welcome everyone to another edition of Coach Starnes Raw. And in the immortal words of Ice Cube, today was a good day. The MLB, you know, spring is here. Sorry, White Walkers, spring is coming. That means baseball is going to have a 162-game season with an opening day starting on April 7th, it appears. I think spring training starts this Sunday. Came to a new CBA agreement. That's outstanding. And so I was trying to <clears throat> look and see some of the new, the nuances of the or the uh, the changes in the new CBA. And I mean, of course, like we talked about last time, they're raising the minimum salary up twenty two percent, twenty two point seven percent, I believe, is the minimum salary a major league baseball player can make. And then they raised the minor league minimum if you're on the 40-man roster. They raised the thresholds. Uh, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's, a good, it's a good day. Really, that's a great day that they could come to an agreement and that we can have a full baseball season this year because it, it didn't look too good about a, a week ago. Um, and some of the, the changes that we're going to notice, the postseason. Well, first, before the postseason, hey, we have a DH in the National League. I know the purists are not going to be happy with that. And and I used to be on that fence. I used to be, I used to be, I mean, in that arena, I used to be like, yes, I, I wish both, you know, got rid of the DH. I was not in favor of the DH. But I'm in favor of both leagues being consistent. That's what I'm in favor of. I, either way, I don't care if, we, if we're going to go <clears throat> with no DH, that's fine. But American League and National League need to have no DH. Or they need to both have the DH. I'd rather see it where pitchers hit, but again, that's just me. But it doesn't. But I'm just glad they're consistent. So I think that's a that's a that's a po- definitely a positive. Um, I know it changes the game a lot, and with so much crossover now, I know when the Astros moved to the Na- to the American League. Sorry, you know, I th- it's just with so much crossover now between leagues, it's it's it gets it gets difficult. I mean, it's it's really not fair. For the American League teams, when they go to the National League ballparks, because those pitchers haven't hit all year, so that pitcher might hit once a year. If the the way the schedule works out, that's it. That's that's not fair. For the, uh, you know, in in lieu of the pitchers hitting all the time, like I said, I'd rather see there be no DH for both leagues. But hey, if we're gonna have a DH, let's have it in both leagues. So I think that's great. Also, got rid of, you know. The teams, you know, collapsing at the end of the year on purpose or throwing games so they can get early draft picks. So it's kind of a lottery system. So they, you know, they have a lottery in the draft, which is a, which is a good deal. Uh, and then postseason. Postseason is going to be interesting. So now they've upped the postseason from ten to twelve. So there's no longer what you call that. You know, they they called the play-in game or or however you want to phrase it. It's now an opening series, kind of like in football with a wild card series. So the top two seeds in each in each division, the top two uh, the top two division winners in each league in the American League and in the National League get a bye, which is great. That's huge. That makes a big difference. And then the th- number the third ranked division winner will go w- with the th- other the three wild cards, and they'll play in a wild. You know they'll rank that team will be the four seed or I'm sorry the three seed and they'll play the six seed and then the four and five seeds play each other and the highest seed hosts all three games in the series so it's a best out of three series and the highest seed hosts all three 
Kind of like that first round during COVID, during the COVID season. So let's see, this will be the 22 season. It was not 20, the 2020 season, the, the, the shortened season, COVID shortened season. That first round, I believe, was a three-game series hosted by the hosted by the, the higher-seeded team. I know, and it didn't always matter. I remember that I think the Twins got beat. Yeah, the Twins, they might get beat by the Astros. I can't remember. That seems like so long ago. But um, <clears throat> but that's interesting. That's cool. I like that. More teams involved in the playoffs, more meaningful baseball down the stretch. I love it, and that we're going to have 162 games, which I know is important in baseball, a sport dominated by records, dominated by history. It's very important that they have a 162-game season. A, a very statistically driven sport. So there are no asterisks. So that's very, very important. So looking forward to that. Man, baseball is going to kick off this weekend with spring, spring training. I like. I even like watching spring training games sometimes if, when there's nothing else to watch. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's great news today. All right, now let's transition to the football front. My, 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 it has been an interesting week. <clears throat> A very interesting week, which I believe, you know, free agency opens this coming week. We've already had the franchise tag period, but we've had some quarterback movement. We talked a little about that last week. So, looking at quarterback movement, I mean, let's talk about, of course, the big one. Uh, that'd be Russell Wilson to the Broncos. That's let's talk. Let's look at that. Yes, Carson Wentz to the Commanders is is significant as well. I mean, that's significant that. Carson Wentz, who put up good numbers for Indianapolis this, this year. I know they fell just short of the playoffs in a heartbreaking loss to the Jaguars, an inexcusable loss to the Jaguars. Let's rephrase that. But I think he threw 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. That's, those are good numbers. He had good numbers, but they just didn't get the job done, right? So he's going to go to the Commanders. That's a big pickup for the Commanders. That's a good pickup for the Commanders. That gives them... That gives them a substantial leg up in that division. So now, what are the Eagles going to do? How are the Eagles going to respond to that, I think, is a big question. But the biggest quarterback move, of course, is you know Aaron Rodgers signing a monumental, a record-breaking contract with the Packers. This signifies that he is going to, what, a four-year deal with the Packers. So he is going to retire a Packer. That, that's a very smart decision, especially with Russell Wilson moving to the AFC West. So let's look at the ramifications of Russell Wilson's moving to the AFC West. What does that do first to the AFC? Man, AFC is tough. Let's look just at the AFC West. Look at this. Patrick Mahomes led Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've probably been the best team over the the most consistent team over the last what three four seasons in the AFC. The best team, great coach Andy Reid. I mean, they're, they're probably they're the they're the benchmark in the AFC right now. Again, they have been consistently. I know the Bengals were there this year, <clears throat> and Patriots were there a few years ago. But in between there, you know, they had two world two um, Super Bowl appearances. It's just, I mean, they are the benchmark. 
And the other two times in the last four years, they've lost in the championship game. So that's a Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs. You have a... Sorry, you have now Russell Wilson thrown into the mix. Carr is, you know, Dave, uh, sorry, Carr led Las Vegas Raiders team and a very good San Diego Chargers team. All four teams, great quarterbacks. All four teams. It's, it's just crazy. It's crazy how this division is shaping up. So now, you know, last year we talked so much about we talked so much about the significance of or the the strength of some of the be, you know most of the best teams being in the NFC. Now it is kind of to me transitioned to the AFC. So again, you have a Justin Herbert led Chargers team. Outstanding young quarterback, extremely talented young quarterback. Patrick Mahomes speaks for itself. Okay, you have <clears throat> you have a, a car led, a Derek Carr led Las Vegas Raiders, and now a Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos. I mean, this is a Broncos team that's pretty good. This is a pretty. I mean, this this Broncos team was not bad last year. They won some big games. I, know, I mean, I know they were seven and ten, but they—it seemed to me like they were missing a quarterback. And Bridgewater couldn't stay healthy, but that's—but that's what they were missing. I remember in the final what final game of the season, I think they took the Chiefs down to the wire. Chiefs beat them twenty-eight twenty-four. They beat the Cowboys in Dallas. I mean, they're—they're—they're they're, they're a good football team, and now this catapults them from being the bottom feeder in the AFC West to now. I mean, that's four good football teams with four really good quarterbacks, four of the best quarterbacks in the league in the same division. And so now you had that, and then you have Joe Burrow and the Bengals, the defending AFC champs. You have, you know, what are the what are the Steelers going to do? Right? Then you have the New England Patriots, a formidable team, a good football team. And then you have the Buffalo Bills. So, I mean, this is... So now, to me, the Russell Wilson deal is not just significant because it makes, you know, because it makes the... Uh, sorry. It makes the uh, the Broncos so much better. The Russell Wilson deal totally changes the tides in the NFL. I think it totally makes now the AFC the stronger of the two divisions, hands down. Hands down. And so, I mean, you know, where do we go from here, right? What, 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 where is it going to go after this? What's the next domino to fall? Because we know Garoppolo is going to, he's not going to be, I don't think he's going to be back in, in uh, San Francisco. And so now you have Josh Allen. <clears throat> you have Josh Allen. Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, all in the AFC. All of them. Where's Deshaun Watson going to land? There's a lot of dominoes that I think are left to fall. You know, what, what, are, the, hey, what are the Titans going to do at quarterback? It's going to be a very interesting 
few weeks here in the NFL before the draft, leading up to the draft. So really looking forward to it. What's gonna go? What, what's gonna What's gonna happen with Kyler Murray? I mean, they they better not move on from Kyler. I mean, because right now, I think that again, I think the the momentum is totally shifted to the AFC now. But let's look at the NFC. Tom Brady's out. Is Tom Brady coming back? I hope so. That'd be awesome if he'd come back. But I don't know if he is. So right now in the NFC, let's look at quarterbacks in the NFC. Uh, you have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That's great. You have the Rams, the Packers, and the Cardinals with strong quarterbacks. That's it. That's it. Right now, Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers are going, I mean, yes. I mean, this they're going to be dominant in the NFC because it's a quarterback-driven league, especially with the new rules. It's not old-school NFL football. Or the Bears or the Ravens, you know, with a great defense, can dominate. It's a quarterback. It's an offensive-driven league. And quarterbacks dominate this league. And that Russell Wilson move to the AFC was significant. And I know there's a lot of dominoes left to fall. I know that I hear the Seahawks are interested in Deshaun Watson. What does that look like? They better get somebody in there if they're going to compete in their division with Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen over the next few weeks, but but it's but it's going to be interesting leading up to the leading up to the NFL draft. So, and no, I did not mention the Cowboys. Sorry, and I'm and I'm not going to. They're not in that category. I've said it all year. They're not in that category. To me, right now, it's the Rams, it's the Cardinals, and it's the Packers, and it's everybody else in the NFC. That's it. I think the Cowboys are going to have a tough time winning their division next year. So, it'll be interesting. All right. Now, <clears throat> let's transition to what, what, what's my favorite right now, and that's college basketball. So, all day I'm following my, my sports apps or I'm watching the game. I got to watch some of the game yesterday in between trips. Got to watch some of the Aggie game yesterday. It was, well, it was great, and then it was bad, and then it was it ended great, right? Aggies had a big lead most of the game. Didn't handle it well down the stretch, but was able. They were able to throw in a three pointer with a point, a, 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 what a tenth of a second left in overtime to knock off the also on the bubble Florida Gators. That was a huge win for A and M, and they play at eleven today against Auburn. Um, and I think if A&M can beat Auburn, I think they should be in the tournament. And see, so that's let's get to that. First off, how you get in the tournament now? I remember it used to be okay. This record, strength of schedule. Yeah, we do the the you know the, the strength the strength of schedule always fall, fell into it. Number of wins, but now it's like okay, you get a quad one win. I'm like, what? I had to research what a quad one win was or quad two win. They break it into quads now. It's so ridiculous. I mean, I understand you can't just go by record. Because, I mean, you know, if you just went by record, you could get like a, what, a 25-2 and two Murray State team in that loses their thing, and they haven't beat anybody all year. That doesn't mean they're not good, but they, but they haven't beat anybody significant all year. I understand that, and I understand you have to set some parameters, but this, oh, they don't have enough quad one wins. I don't, I don't get that. 
Because right now, Notre Dame's in the Notre Dame. They have Notre Dame in. They have Alabama in. They have Arkansas in. They have all these teams in. Anem beat all them. Anem went to Alabama. They have Alabama as a five seed. This is the one I don't get. So they have Alabama. I know Alabama upset Gonzaga early in the year. So what? That was early in the year. Who's playing better right now? Is what I is what I think. That's what I think needs to hold the most weight. Who's playing the best going into the tournament? To me, that, now again, I'm not an expert. I'm just giving my opinion. That's what I think holds more weight. Who's playing the best now? Because you're telling me that an Alabama should be in. Alabama was, I believe, I want to say 9-9 nine and nine in conference. So was A&M. And they have Alabama as a 5, they had Alabama as a 5 seed. Alabama was 9-9 nine and nine in conference. They're 19-13 and 13 overall. 19-13. and 13 Overall. And they're nine and nine in conference. A and M's nine and nine in conference, and I believe they're twenty-one and eleven. So, can someone explain to me why Alabama's a five seed in a in a team like A and M? I'm not even saying A M should be in it. I'm saying a team like A and M's not even in it. I don't, I don't get that. And A and M went to Alabama, and what beat them by twenty? It was something. It was something. I mean, because I, I watched the game, it wasn't even close. It was never close. So that, that, I just don't agree with that at all. They beat Notre Dame on a neutral court. I just, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't, that, that I, don't, I know they had a bad stretch in the middle, but I don't get that. They lost some tight games. And so, hey, we'll see. They'll get their chance today against Auburn. They got to beat Auburn. There's some, there some significant games, but this is the best time of year because it is who's in who's out and all the conferences are playing I like to see everybody play I mean goodness you know I know I'm an alum but I'm watching Sam Houston State play Grand Canyon last night that was cool and I didn't uh and so I mean you know I, I remember when Grand Canyon kind of burst onto the scene I'm like okay and Grand Canyon is one of the premier programs now So it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool deal. It's a cool time of year. Again, you get to see a lot of basketball. You get to watch all the teams play. Uh, it, it's fun. It's, it's, you know, everybody has a chance. Theoretically, at this time of year, everyone has a chance to perform. Everyone has a chance to earn themselves a right to get into that, that field, which of, I guess what's now like what it used to, it used to be the field of 64, but it's no longer the field of 64 anymore. Okay. I mean, it's what? Goodness, the field of seventy-two or whatever. I can't. I, I can't keep up with it. But I know there's some play-in games which are always fun to watch. But they don't like you to call them that. They call it the first round now. Sorry. Um, but it's always. But it's fun to keep up with that. Everyone has a chance. I mean, random teams, teams you've never heard. I mean, teams. You know, University of Maryland, Maryland, Baltimore County at Wimber. I mean, just total. I mean, Florida Gulf Coast made a big run. I mean, any team has a chance to get in, and any team has a chance to get hot at the right time. So, so it's fun. Again, it's fun. So let's look at some of the how some of the tournaments are shaping out. There was a you know some some big games yesterday. Again, that A and M. Go look at the SEC. A and M over over Florida was huge. Uh, that was huge. Both teams being bubble teams. That was that was significant. Uh, Vanderbilt upset Alabama, and see that's what I'm talking about. I mean, Alabama is is not playing well right now. 
do they deserve a spot in the tournament? That's And I'm open to both sides of argument. I understand. Yes, you did some real good work early in the year, but who's playing best right now? Because to me, you're looking at who's playing best right now. And I know you can't put some team in that's won five straight who's 12 and 21. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying a team with a comparable record who's playing best at this time of the year, I think that should hold more weight. And that have played each other. They've played each other head up. So you're looking at, I look at, you know, like yesterday, Mississippi State, big win over South Carolina. Both teams real close. I know at one point South Carolina was on the bubble. Huh? But LSU, big win in the SEC. So it puts in some big quarterfinal matchups today. So I believe, you know, today we're looking at, you know, A&M opening up against Auburn. And then LSU's playing Arkansas. I think Mississippi State's playing Tennessee. And Vanderpelt's playing uh, Kentucky. So those are very interesting quarterfinal matchups. It'll be exciting. There's good basketball being played in the SEC. You know, and then now let's look at the Big Ten. Looking at, I mean, yeah, the Big Ten. Because Big Ten always has great basketball. I like it. It's usually a hard-nosed basketball. It's just historic good basketball conference, right? And so you're looking at, in the Big Ten, their quarterfinals are shaping up. You know, Indiana had a big win over Michigan yesterday, so Indiana's matched up now with Illinois, number 16-ranked Illinois. That's a big game for Indiana because I know Indiana's on the bubble as well at 19 and 12. And then, you know, Iowa and Rutgers. Rutgers on the bubble. That's a big game for Rutgers. These are, there's just, I think a lot of these games today are going to kind of determine. It's really, I, I mean, I'm sure Lenardi's bubble is going to change the first four in. Not first four in, last four in, first four out, next four out. All that's going to change today. I think today is significant. Quarterfinal, what quarterfinal Friday is significant for that, for that level of um, in the bracket. And Michigan State's got a big game with Wisconsin, and then Penn State and Purdue. And Penn State again, fourteen and sixteen. I don't think they're on the bubble, but hey, they still have a chance. They can win their two, three more games. They're in the tournament. I know at 14 and 16, that's a tall task, you know, playing a good Purdue team today. But but they have a chance. Everyone has a chance. So, that's cool. And then, you know, there were some big games in the Big 12, and I'm not poking fun because, but, man, Texas blew it. Texas had a 20-point lead on TCU. 20-point lead. I was following it, and I looked back down at the score because I thought I said, okay, Texas beat TCU. TCU's a good basketball team. TCU came back and beat them. I think they outscored them, what, 43-22 in the second half, so something along those lines. 43 points in the second half. Wow. But, so that 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 gives that, that gives TCU, another team that's kind of right there on the fringe, that gives TCU, that's a big win. And so now they get to match up with number one seed Kansas, who's number six in the nation in the semifinals. So the Big 12 is already in the semifinals, you know, having less teams. And then Oklahoma, I watched the Oklahoma-Baylor game last night. Oklahoma had a great plan against Baylor. They spread Baylor out. They just had a good plan against them and were able to pull off the upset. And that's a big win. I think Oklahoma, I know they haven't been on the bubble or on the watch, but hey, if they beat beat Texas Tech, then hey, well, they have a chance. They're in the semifinals. They have to win two more games and they're in, no matter what. No one can keep them out. But but that game against Tech is a big game today. So, 
looking at all the you know looking at the major conferences. But again, in basketball, there's so many more major. I mean, Gonzaga is unbelievable. I love Gonzaga. Um, but of course, they won their conference tournament pretty handedly. And looking at the Pac-12, Pac-12 again being smaller like the Big 12, the Big Twelve, which is ironic. Um, they're in the semifinals today with a good, big matchups between Colorado and Arizona, and UCLA and USC. You know, the four best teams, I think. So, so that's that's shaped up the way you expected it to, and and they play good basketball. Those three, those top three teams are really good in the Pac-12. US, UCLA, USC, and Arizona are very good basketball teams. Really good. So they're just real top heavy. That that conference is. So you know those are some of the big games. I mean, there's those are there's everything. I mean, there's a lot of big games today. Those are just kind of the the power conferences. And of course, I'm not gonna I'm gonna finish off with the ACC, which is you know historically you know some of the best, the blue bloods, the best basketball. Some argue, but but it's good. You know, you had Duke who had a narrow escape against a good against a a hot Syracuse team yesterday without one of their best players, and then you had. You know, then the other ones won pretty handedly. Miami had a close game with, I believe it was with Boston College. So you have Duke and Miami matching up today in North Carolina playing Virginia Tech. Watch it with Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech had a big win over number two seed, I think, or number three seed Notre Dame yesterday. And that was a big win for Virginia Tech. And so I think they're playing. They're hot right now, but so is North Carolina. North Carolina had that huge win. No, that's right. Since the last time we talked, you know, the Coach K, I got to watch that game, that last game. It's kind of, you know, you're watching that game, and it's Coach K's last game. Everybody's watching this game. And, and man, you, and Duke basketball is just phenomenal. Just the, what he's built over, what, the last 42 years is just unbelievable. I don't – I mean, you never say nothing can ever – but I don't think we're going to see that again. Someone take a program and build it to that caliber over a 42-year period. I mean, Duke is Coach K. Coach K is Duke and has been – I mean, I since I've been born. If I'm 40 – what, no, how – I don't even know how old I am. I think if I'm, what, I'm 41, 40, 41 right now. I mean, Coach K is Duke basketball. He has built – one that we consider a blue blood. He has built it. You know, the other blue bloods, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, those have had great coaches over time, right? But Duke is Krzyzewski. Krzyzewski is Duke. It's it's a diff, It's different. It's different than the other blue bloods. He's been the only guy. You know, you've had Dean Smith, Adolph Rupp, other great coaches at these other schools. But Coach K's been there 42 years. And he's made Duke basketball what it is. When you think of college basketball, you think of Duke. Yes, I know there are Blue Bloods in those four I just mentioned. But to me, when I think of basketball, I, and in, my, and in my generation, I think of Duke. I think of Duke first. And again, that's because I was probably most, I was at mo- my most impressionable age in the late, early 90s when it, Duke, well, you know, in the Leitners and Bobby Hurley and all that, you know, that era when Duke burst onto the scene. But but Duke basketball is Coach K, and, man, that is an end of an era. And, and I got to watch that and listen to him talk about it. I hate the way it ended, but I love the way he started his conference after the game. And the fans didn't want to hear it, but he was he says, this was – tonight was inexcusable. And I felt bad for those players. I mean, those players wanted to – send. there was a lot of pressure on those guys. I mean, they were sending a legend out, and they just weren't able to get the job done. 
think they're a great team. And hey, they might win the whole thing. Who knows? They might send him out correctly. But I know they wanted to win that last home game against their rival. And it just it just didn't work out. North Carolina is playing very well right now. And and they're good. They're, I mean, they're hey, I think there's a good chance that we're about to see uh round three on Saturday. So that'll be fun. But looking forward to that. So Hey, it's it's about to be spring break week, so it's going to be a little break. There's going to be a lot go down before we before we have another edition of Coach Starnes Roll. So we're going to have plenty to talk about next time. Again, just so glad spring's finally going to come and we're going to have baseball. That's just great. That's great. Looking forward to that. Go Strohs. Uh, but uh, but just excited, right? It, I mean, everything. This is a very exciting time. Baseball's kicking off. Basketball is at its peak right now, I think, with the college basketball season. Everybody loves this time of year, March Madness. And then football is always relevant. And it's going to be exciting over the next few weeks to see all the dominoes fall now that Russell Wilson's found a new home and and Aaron Rodgers has decided to stay home. Carson Wentz moving on. There's going to be, I think there's going to be a lot more dominoes left to fall. So that's it for another edition of Coach Starnes Raw.